0: Jesus is the key, amen? And I'm telling you, if you don't honor the Son, Jesus said, if you don't honor the Son, you don't honor the Father. And, you know, we can say we love God, but do we love Jesus? And I'm going to say this to you today, you need to love Jesus, amen? He's the way, the truth, and the life. Glory to God. And we're on a message series heading all the way up to Easter and I just wanted to, you know, we're going to be um, uh, doing a really big Easter Sunday morning. And, you know, Easter is one of the, the times where, um, where people come to church more than any other time of the year. And so I want to encourage you. Um, I know you've been inviting people. I've, I've been getting the reports, and, and they're saying they're coming. But Easter is normally is the day that they will really come. Amen? And so you let them know that we're going to do something fun on Easter and it's going to be a great message. And just start inviting people and, you know, people need Jesus. Amen. You know, Jesus is the answer for the world today. I think that's a song, isn't it? He's is the answer and he's your answer. Amen. Uh, I, I, I talk, we're, we're, we have a series on Jesus is. And last week we talked about that Jesus is our best ...friend, amen, and he qualifies to be our best friend, amen, because we found out last week and we discovered most people have an idea about Jesus and they really don't know really w- what Jesus has done, most people don't even read their Bible, I'm going to say it again, most people don't study, they get, they get the idea of what Jesus is by movies, by pictures, by portraits... But we need to get a revelation of who Jesus is through the word of God. And of course, last week we talked about that Jesus did not live all his life working miracles. You know, he lived 30 years of his life as a regular man doing regular stuff. So he can identify with us because we're regular people doing regular things. And he did that for most of his life. His ministry was only for three years. So think about that. 30 years he had to live like we live. Amen. Amen. But then he was anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And empowered by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. So so let's look at our foundational scripture. 1 Corinthians 2. And this is the Apostle Paul. And uh, we're, we're looking at the message here. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 and 2. And it says here, you remember, friends, that when I first came to you and uh, to let, let you in on God's master stroke, I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches and the latest philosophies. I'm going to say this to you today. I'm not here to try to woo you today. Amen. I'm here to give you some truth about who Jesus is. And when you get truth about who Jesus is, you get a greater revelation of who Jesus is. I believe your faith is going to go higher. And I'm telling you the most powerful thing that you possess, not only your salvation in God, but your faith in God. And so hopefully when you're coming out here on Sunday mornings, your faith is increasing. Look at your neighbor and say, your faith is increasing. Amen. And so he says here, Paul says here in 1 Corinthians, he says here, I deliberately kept it plain and simple. First Jesus and who he is, then Jesus... And what he did. And Jesus crucified. Amen. So we understand this, that Jesus walked a normal life. And we talked, uh, I'm going to focus on this one scripture and then we're going to go into my message. But in Hebrews 2, 17 and 18, in the New King James Version, it says this. Therefore, in all things, we, uh, he had been made like his brethren. Talking about Jesus. He has been made like us. That he might be the merciful, faithful. ...high priest in things pertaining to God... ...to make propitiation for the sins of the people... ...for in that he himself was suffered, being tempted... ...he is able to aid those who are being tempted. Glory to God. So we talked about that Jesus, you know, he was tempted in all points... ...because he, he, he was a man anointed by the Holy Ghost. He laid down his glory... And so he had the power of the Holy Spirit upon him, but he still had to stand against sin. He still had to stand against temptation. And I'm going to say this to you today, especially when you become a Christian, there are going to be temptations to do wrong. There's going to be, there's going to be things that the enemy is going to try to get us to do that's wrong. But you, you, you're going to have to submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and guess what the devil will do? He will flee from you. So I'm going to talk to you today about Jesus is, and then we fill in the blank. And uh, Jesus is the miracle worker. And I love this about Jesus is because, you know, he is the miracle worker and he worked miracles. That was he he was famous. You know, Jesus was famous about doing miracles, the most famous thing that he did which was out of the box, was the miracles that he was producing, was he would cast out demons. Amen. So what was he doing? He was setting the people free. Amen. So, so there, are, there are, you know, we are in a spiritual battle today. And there, it's a spiritual warfare. But thank God that Jesus has overcome the world. And we can overcome this world too. No matter what you might be battling today, maybe you're battling a sickness. Jesus has a miracle for your sickness. Maybe you're maybe you're maybe you have some children that's not acting right, or they're not, you know, you're praying for salvation. Jesus is their way out of their problems into the kingdom of God. So Jesus is the miracle worker. And so if you're needing a miracle day, Jesus can do financial miracles. Do you believe that? Jesus can do miracles and Jesus can do healing miracles. Jesus can do restoration miracles. Jesus can do it. And most and some theologians and unfortunately, I'm glad that I some some ministers go to cemetery. cemetery I mean seminary. And, uh, and what they do is they get a head full of knowledge, and a lot of times some of these seminaries will preach the, the, the miracles right out of faith. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, they will teach that miracles have passed away and we don't need miracles. All we need is the Word of God. But some of these people that believe that, they never needed a miracle. In other words, they probably never got a report that, of, of cancer because if they got a report of cancer that they were going to die and there was no medical uh, power to, to take care of them, then they might be relying on God. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But, but we, I, I, I believe that God still does miracles. Amen. And I, I like this because God is not the God of I was and he's not the God of maybe or might. He's the God of I am. So he is the now God. Can somebody say amen on that? Hebrews 13.8. The New King James Version says it this way. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if Jesus did miracles 2,000 years ago, he's still doing miracles today. And he wants to do miracles today. Through you, oh man, I'm <laughs> preaching today. He not only will he do a miracle for you, he wants to do a miracle through you. Amen. Amen. Somebody say, I'm representing the kingdom. Representing the kingdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? In other words, you can become somebody's miracle. What? Yes. <laughs> Who? Me? Yes. You. You can become the miracle. You can become, you, God has placed us down here so we could be miracle workers. What, only Jesus can, no, no, Jesus can work miracles through us to others. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we gotta believe that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I love this about Jesus and, and we're talking about Jesus all this month and all the way up to Easter and and I, like, I like, love this about Jesus is that whenever Jesus comes into the equation, there always seems to be a miracle around him. And I love this because, because Jesus, uh, I believe this. Some people don't believe this, but I, I truly believe the word of God. You have to believe the word of God. I believe that Jesus uh, was born of a virgin. Mary was a virgin. That it's called an immaculate conception, a uh, miraculous conception conception. She was, was, was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon her. Amen? Amen. Do you believe that? I believe that Jesus was, was that, that, that Mary was a virgin Jesus was born of a virgin. I believe that. Because see, because Jesus' blood, the, the blood comes from the male and Jesus' blood is God's blood. Hallelujah. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? It's precious blood. It was precious blood that was poured out on Calvary to wash our sins. Oh, praise God on that. He's not just a man. He's the God man. Like I said last week, you know, Buddha wasn't immaculate conceived. You know, Muhammad wasn't immaculate conceived. But Jesus was. And Jesus is. I believe that. I remember I was at dinner one time. I was eating dinner. And I was talking to a lady. And I was talking to her about Jesus. I said, do you believe that Jesus was born of a virgin? And, she, and, and, and that he walked perfectly in this life. That You know, Jesus walked a perfect life. He never sinned. And she said, I don't know about that. See, what, what, what man and, and religion is trying to do, what, what, what people, they're trying to put God in a box. They're trying to figure out God, and they're trying to figure him out. And you can't figure out God with your pea brain. If, if you could figure out all about God and how he does things and how he's able to do things, then he's not the God you should be serving. Because, I, because there is a mystery about God. That's why we need to seek Him. Because we, there, God is mysterious in some areas. And we're not going to understand everything about what's going on in our life. What's happening. Why is this happening? We're not, we aren't going to understand it or see it. Because the Bible says we look in a, in a glass dimly. We don't see the whole picture. But thank God we have a God that does see the whole picture. And thank God that we can turn to Him. Glory to God. And He can reveal truth to us. Amen. And so we're, we're talking about miracles today. And, and we're going we're gonna to look at this, this miracle here in Luke 1, 26-38. It's a little bit of reading, but bear with me. And uh, because I, I, I have, I have uh, ministered on this subject before. But, you know, it's good to be reminded. Amen. I just love reading the scriptures and I, I love reading them over and over again. Why? Because it emboldens my faith. Because I don't know about you, but I forget. You know, my, my mom, my, I might be talking to my mom. She might be reminding me about something um, and that I, I used to do or, or whatever. And I, and I said, uh, I can't, I, I, I didn't remember that. You know, I, I was talking to her the other day. And I was uh, cooking and, and I made some, um, um, yin. actually made, so the spaghetti for me, actually, uh, pasta and chicken with um, actually, it was pasta and salmon. Boy, I'm getting you guys hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and with, uh, with uh, what's that white sauce? Um, Alfredo. And, uh, and, I, and I used to eat that all the time. I, I guess I did. My, my mom said, you used to make that all the time when you lived at, 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 at the house. And I said, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. And I, I love Alfredo sauce. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But we'll, we'll continue with the message. And, uh, and so, but, but it's easy. What I'm saying is, it's easy to forget. And that's why the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is activated. And the most important thing, again, that you possess is not just your salvation in God, is your faith in God. In other words, you've got to get, you keep getting a revelation that God is on the throne. You've got to keep getting a revelation that Jesus is in control. You've got to get a revelation that the Holy Spirit is leading you and guiding you into all truth. You've got to get a revelation. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so let's look at this in Luke 1:26 and 38. It says, now in the sixth month, the aged angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to be a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin, notice it's saying the virgin, amen. The virgin name was Mary. Having come in, the angel said to her, I love this, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. We're going we're to look at a couple keys here um, about, you know, if you want to walk in the miracles of God, if you want to receive a miracle of God, you've got to get a... You, you, first of all, you need to start rejoicing. Amen. He said rejoice. The first thing the angel said to Mary is rejoice. And then he said highly favored one. And I'm going to say this to you today. If you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you are highly favored. Amen. Do you know how many people out here that don't have a relationship with God? Do you know how highly favored you are? Did you know that you didn't get, it wasn't your idea to get saved? You, you think, oh, I'm smart. I'm smart enough to choose God. No, we're not smart enough to choose God. God chose you. God drew you by his spirit. God opened your eyes to if you didn't serve him, you might be going to a place you don't want to go to. Has anybody had that revelation? I mean, I, 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 I see some people, on Delta, you know, uh, that's, that's in, in the church. Today. Good having you out here with your family. And, and Delta had a revelation of hell. And God just, you know, he was, he, he was young. But he had a revelation. God gave a revelation of hell. And, and it, it, it turned him right. <laughs> He's in church today. Some of us might need to get a revelation of hell. To get us right with God. I'm telling you, your sin, unchecked, can send you straight down. Ooh, nobody likes that kind of preaching. I like that. I want, I want to be scared. I want to have a fear. Jesus said, don't fear the devil that can destroy your body but fear God that can send your body to hell. Ooh, man. How many people fear God? today? I'm, I'm talking about have a reverential fear of God. A, 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 a holy honor. In other words, what I'm talking about is that you should have a heart to want to please God. Amen. Not please yourself. Amen. Not please your own fleshy desires. Not please... Those things. No, you have to have a heart to please God. God's looking for those that are, that are looking. He's looking for those that are transparent and that want to please Him. And some of us want to please ourselves. Hallelujah! You please God, and God will please you. I'm going to say. Can I say it again? You please God. And God will plead. In other words, he says, when your ways are right before God, he will make even your enemies be at peace with you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So he said, rejoice, highly favored. We need, we need to get a heart of rejoicing and we need to get a revelation that we're highly favored. Favored of God. And then he says, the Lord is with you. If you're going to walk in miracles, you've got to get a revelation that God is with you no matter what it looks like. God's with you. I, I was, you know, sometimes as a pastor, you know, I get tested at times. And, you know, you probably don't think that, but I do. And sometimes the enemy will try to put fear on me. Oh, not you, pastor. You're going to knock them all down. And, but every once in a while, the fear will try to come on me. And I will start confessing scripture. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. You better learn some scriptures. Because, because the devil is going to try to put some fear on you. And, and, and so, and so, and so we've got to get a revelation. We, if we're going to walk in the miracles of God, we've got to get the fear out of us. Notice it says here, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and consider what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. He said, get the fear out of your life. Don't allow fear to come into your equation. Don't don't let worry come in. In other words, cast your cares on the Lord, for he careth for you. And I remember I was dealing with some fear the other day, and I just started confessing. I'm casting all my cares on you, Lord, for you careth for me. And I said it again, and, you're, and then, I, then I connected another scripture. Your yoke is easy, and your burdens light, And then I connected another scripture. Your grace is sufficient for me. In my weakness, you are made strong. And then I connect another scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You better have some scriptures coming out of your mouth. And that devil, that fearful devil that was trying to get on me, left. Why? Because you start speaking the word of God like the son of God. And the devil doesn't know who he's dealing with. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Get some scriptures in your equation. Do not be afraid. But what if this happens? And what if that happens? God is with you. But what if I make a wrong decision? What if I shouldn't have gone out there? Listen, you're better off walking in faith, doing something, than, than walking in faith and doing nothing. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, if you're going to walk in the faith of God, you're going to need to step out into the water every once in a while and believe that God can hold you up. And he will. Because he's the God that that stands with us. He's with us. And then he says, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. Woo, glory to God. Then Mary said to Israel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is, bo- is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, also conceived a son in her old age. And now this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. Listen, listen, Mary... And uh, uh, I mean Elizabeth and and her her husband uh, was believing to have a baby and they were beyond childbirth. And God, listen, some of you are waiting for a miracle. Listen, it's never too late. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It may take a long time, but God will work it out. You're not dead yet, are you? Glory Keep believing God. And, and it says here, and, and the, I believe the angel said this. He, he was saying, and, and, and Elizabeth, your cousin, you know, uh, Zechariah, you know, was in the temple, and, and, and he was doing his priestly duties. That's when the angel came to him first and gave him the good news about him having a son and calling his name John and that he would be great. And I'm going to say this, sometimes, you know, I believe this, that this is just a side note, Zacharias and, and Elizabeth, they look cursed. Because in that day and age, you, if you didn't have a baby, which that was the reason why you got married was to procreate and to have, seed, to have children, and, and, and people were wondering, what's wrong with them? And sometimes when we're not bearing and we're not seeing our prayers answered, sometimes people will look at us or sometimes the enemy will talk to us and the devil will say, what's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with you. You're walking with God. You're walking upright. You're doing the right things. You don't grow weary in doing well. You will reap. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. No, you keep doing the right things. The devil wants us to turn back. The Bible says if you put your hand to the plow and then turn back into sin, then you're not worthy of his kingdom. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I'm not turning back. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And then he says here, and in her old age she conceived, and says, for with God, get this in your vocabulary, with God nothing is impossible. Nothing. Nothing's impossible with God. And and, and, and that's the key. Nothing, nothing is impossible. All things are possible with those who believe, and all things are possible with God. Amen. And then she, what did she do? She said, Be it according to your word. Uh, she said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. What's the greatest level of faith? Is taking God by his word and believing it. You got to believe his word. Are oh, you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we need, we need to, she, she got her miracle because she cooperated with the words of God spoken through the angels, so, through the angel Gabriel. So when Jesus does his miracles, and when he starts doing miracles in our lives, what do we need to do? We need to cooperate with him. So, so we need to look at, uh, I want to talk to you about Jesus' uh, first miracle that he performed. You know, he never performed a miracle the 30 years before he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. His first miracle was turning water into wine. Amen? You know, let me just give you uh, some scriptures here. Because Jesus never acted independently by himself. In other words, Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to just give you a few scriptures to, to, to give you a little bit of information here. Matthew 1.18 says Jesus was conceived... ...of the Holy Spirit. We just read that. Luke 3.22 says the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove when he got water baptized. Luke 4.1 says Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. Luke 4.14 says he returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Luke 4.18 says the Spirit of the Lord is upon him... ...for he has anointed him to preach the gospel of the good news... Amen. And Luke 10, 21 says he rejoiced greatly in the spirit. Acts 10, 38 says he was anointed of the Holy Spirit and a power. Think about this. Jesus did not operate independently. He did not operate in his own God power. He had to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to say this to you. We're down here. We're not alone. We have the Holy Spirit and we can walk in that same anointing. We can walk in that same grace, that overcoming grace. You, I'm looking at overcomers today. Amen. Somebody say, I'm an overcomer. Amen. So, we're going to talk about Jesus' first miracle, and that's in John 2. And I, you know, I, John 2, and this is really Jesus uh, turning the water to wine. I'm not a drinker. I don't drink, uh, uh, so I, I, I think uh, drinking and alcohol can cause lots of problems in, in, in people's lives. Amen. And so, and if 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 you're not careful, it can control you and say you're controlling it. So I'm not. I, I don't drink. I mean, I drink. I, I drink. You know, Jesus said, "They who are thirsty, come uh, come to God." And I drink from the Lord. Amen. In other words, I get in God's presence. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and children's church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.